0: You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. I am your host, Jennifer Fink, and with me is the lovely... Lisa Porcello and this week on Time Out with Jen and Lisa we are going to talk about the NFL Super Bowl we've got a little bit of a preview going on uh, for the upcoming game on Sunday and uh, Lisa's gonna go over her her best Super Bowls what I think are the best ever ever. the ones that she thinks are the best ever
1: this is gonna be one of the best but we'll see
0: yeah, you know, the game hasn't been played yet, people. Exactly. Calm down. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk a bit about the NHL and what's been going on. We've got four teams on the COVID protocol uh, suspended list, and uh, it's looking a little messy there. Uh, and um, I do have a little bit of some Major League Baseball, just sort of some trade rumors floating around that I think are interesting. And Which
1: I think I just saw pitchers and catchers report in 14 days. Two
0: weeks. That yes. was one of my notes. I can cross that off now. Sorry. <laughs> so welcome to the 11th episode. And um, I think we're going to kick it off with the NFL Super Bowl. We have some other NFL um, news and topics to talk about. But one thing I did want to mention, the NFL flag football flag bowl, I believe is what it was called. The Pink Dynamite, who I mentioned in last week's episode, came um, lost in the semifinals. So they came in third, fourth, uh, somewhere in there. And uh, they had a great showing. Looked like uh, all their games were on live stream. I did check it out a little bit. It's it's really fun. It's fun to watch. And uh, congratulations to them on, on a great season. Yes, and, congratulations. Um, I'm sure they're going to continue to grow and... And they'll be back there and kicking some tail next year. So uh, good for them. And on from the Flag Bowl to the Super, Super bowl. bowl, which, by the way, we, I didn't watch any second of the Pro Bowl, and I have no idea what happened. in Was it. Was it even on TV? I have no idea. But I, I didn't see it. On who cares? The Super Bowl is what we care <laughs> about. That happened. No idea. Okay. No idea on any of it. So it's fine. The Super Bowl buccaneers and the chiefs the chiefs are still holding a three point i thought advantage. i think i think i just saw 3.5 did oh, it change three and a half point they are favored by three and mm-hmm. a half
1: i mean what's a half point but
0: i mean that's i don't know I, I don't even know what to call that like usually you would just say that's home field advantage but i'm gonna say it's the number one seed advantage over the wild card uh because tampa is playing in their own stadium but uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm excited about this food and the you snacks. Know, yeah, the food and the snacks are going to be good. We did order some Shaquille O'Neal uh, chicken tenders and mac and cheese uh, from Gold Belly. A little shout out there to Gold Belly. Um, that is arriving tomorrow, so hopefully we're able to hang on to it until Sunday. <laughs> no guarantees. Uh, um, I
1: think I'm making some uh, peanut butter chocolate cookies. Well, that just sounds delicious. And, and our lovely
0: neighbor, Carolyn, who's going to be joining us for the Super Bowl and we will be... We'll be doing a little bit of uh, live streaming, FaceTiming uh, with her husband, Cliff, out in Colorado. Um, he's not going to get to indulge in anything. But she is making, I believe, the cauliflower buffalo wings for, for the Super Bowl. And, well, chips and dip and beer and, and I was wine. thinking of making
1: that Jamaican banana cake you wanted well, me to make. Well, that just
0: sounds delicious as well because it has rum in it. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we like the Super Bowl for the food. The commercials. The commercials and the puppy, the puppy bowl. bowl. The
1: puppy bowl.
0: Like really, honestly, I would just do all the eating during the puppy bowl. Yeah. Right? I mean, sometimes a Super Bowl can be a little boring. But you're going to talk about your best. You're going to talk about your best. Yes, I have
1: two picks, which I think are my two favorite Super Bowls. Well, it's because of right, we'll, get to it, we'll get to it. I already know Relax. which ones they are. And I, Relax.
0: I'm, I already know which ones they are. <laughs> So the Chiefs, the Chiefs are three-point favorites over the Buccaneers. Um, they do have some COVID list; could be a problem. Their their team barber was uh, ended up getting COVID, and there it's uh, Demarcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore, wide receiver and a center, who are on that like five-day protocol. Um, but I, I believe Saturday is their last day. For the testing, if they test negative on Saturday, yes. they play Sunday. Yes. So, um, I, you know, I don't want to see anybody no, sitting out for the COVID. No, let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, let's play fair. I
1: mean, we got through a whole season. We just got to get through the Super Bowl, so.
0: One interesting little fact I want to talk about, and then we'll dive into your uh, your uh, six pages of notes and stats. Hey, it's um, I cut it down. Uh, this is the first Super Bowl ever to feature the last two previous Super Bowl championship quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Good one, right? Yep, because Mahomes was last year. And Tom Brady was and the year Tom before. Tom Brady was the year before. I-, I think that's like an amazing geeky stat that I love. I love. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good one. i a good I ha- one. I, I have a- a one, too, I'll- I can talk about when you...
0: Yeah, no, that that was my only really, uh, um, you know, interesting stat well, lead-in to I your... have a
1: really random
0: Oh, see, I like that. I do have fact. some bold predictions, but go ahead. Okay. Let's go into your facts.
1: So Cleveland is the only NFL city to never be invested in any capacity in a Super Bowl. The Browns are one of four teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and the Detroit Lions, who have ne- who have never played on Super Bowl Sunday. However, Jacksonville, Houston, and Detroit have all hosted Super Bowls. Cleveland has not. So Cleveland has never hosted a Super Bowl, nor have they been in a Super that Bowl. That is fascinating. So there's my random fact. Poor Cleveland. Poor Cleveland.
0: Yeah, pretty close this so, year too.
1: Uh, I think uh, to talk about this upcoming Super Bowl, you know, everybody's talking about the quarterback perspective. How you've got Tom Brady versus Patrick
0: Mahomes. Yeah, they're forgetting a lot of very um, the pregame amazing hype, People. Well,
1: the pregame hype is all about Brady. It's all about Mahomes. I think this game is going to be Todd Bowles versus Steve Spagnuolo the two defensive coordinators. Interesting. I think they're two of the best minds in the business, and they've had two weeks to put together uh, how to play this game. And I think this game's going to come down to that. So Todd Bowles, great defensive coordinator mind. What does he have to do to stop Patrick Mahomes? Now, Bowles, as we know, he loves to blitz his opponents. And Tampa Bay, their aggressiveness has been instrumental in their Uh, defensive success but with that strategy comes a lot of risk because Patrick Mahomes can read defenses instantaneously and if he gets enough enough time he'll always find the open receiver so if you're blitzing him it may not may not even work because he can read those defenses and he can find an open receiver now if Bowles decides to play it safe and and Mahomes He's gonna just go underneath and shoot the ball down the field. So if you're gonna play it safe and not blitz him, he's still gonna pass the ball. So I think really what he's gonna fo- what Todd Bowles has to focus on, is that uh, those third down conversions. Because I didn't realize this, but Tampa Bay is fi- converted 55% of its uh, third down opportunities wow. in the playoffs. So, that's over 50%. That's pretty impressive. Wow,
0: that is impressive.
1: Now, I mean, the Buccaneers, they've got a nasty front seven on the defensive line. Uh, their front wall is terrific. Their coordinator, you know, as I was saying, Todd Bowles, he's definitely one of the more aggressive, intelligent men in the business. So, I think that's that's his part. And now, you look at Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for um, <clears throat> the Chiefs, and it was him who first solved the Brady dilemma in uh, Super Bowl 42. Now, it was Spaggs who relied on defensive lineman Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, Osi Minora to provide pretz- pressure. So by not blitzing Tom Brady but still getting pressure, his defense made Brady uncomfortable in the pocket and forced him to hurry his throws. The Giants applied relentless pressure, sacked him five times with Tuck getting two of those in a 17-14 upset victory uh, at the University of Phoenix Stadium. So if anybody knows how to handle Tom Brady, it's it's Steve Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo, yeah. So now it's a rematch rematch against Brady, different teams for both men uh, all these years later. Now, I thought it was interesting. Spag said uh, Brady's always a step ahead of everybody. He said that's always the challenge when you go against a cerebral quarterback. So, they're going to, he basically is saying that he uses this expression when dealing with quarterbacks like Brady, and it says, don't let him read our mail, which means he wants his team to not show any pre snap movement that might tip off Brady about the coverage. If he can read our mail, he knows exactly what to do. So, as I was saying, Brady versus Mahomes is certainly the matchup to watch. But I think who wins on Sunday is gonna come down to Bulls versus Spagnolia.
0: Interesting. Well, if we go with that, then I do think one of my uh bold predictions is might be a good time to talk about it. Mahomes is gonna hit the dirt for more times than he ever has in his NFL career. Well I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna talk about that. I have Five things the Chiefs need to do to win, and four things the Bucks need to do to win, and that's one of them. I so, think he's going to get
0: sacked about five times. All right, that's my guess. He's he's been sacked four times on three separate occasions. I think this is the record. I Tampa Bay's defense there that front line, they made Aaron Rodgers look like he didn't he didn't quite know what to do, <laughs> and I mean Mahomes has incredible movement. But I just think they're going to break through just, just too fast. And I think he's going to hit the dirt five times. I, I mean,
1: Bowles does like to blitz. Um, and Mahomes doesn't have his offensive tackles, Eric Fisher, and he doesn't have Mitchell Schwartz. So he does he's without two of his starting offensive tackles. So... I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we all know he can get out of a lot of situations. Oh, unbelievable I have seen him like away. three quarters of the way going down, and he still manages to throw an accurate mm-hmm. pass. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be that's gonna be a tough challenge for Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, I I, I get that, but I, I think that their front line is just is – they're quick, they're fast, they get through very fast. Um, I do think he's going to hit the dirt. I don't think it's going to have a difference on the outcome. I think um, the Chiefs are going to win.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I know last week I I was picking the Bucks, and I do. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, I would like to see the Bucks win. I don't. It's just a personal thing. I don't like to see teams dominate and repeat, and, and I want to see the underdogs win. And it's funny to kind of say that Tom Brady is an underdog, but in <laughs> this Super Bowl, he is.
0: He is an underdog. Um.
1: So. I would like to see the Bucks win. So I am going to be rooting for them. Um, but I think you may be right. I think the Chiefs may win.
0: I think the Chiefs are I don't think it's going to be enough. I think they're just going to um, pull them off. Well, but, I, but yes, go ahead. Continue.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I wrote down a couple of things that I think the Bucs need to do to win this game. Okay. So see if you agree or disagree. So number one, big thing, contain the Chiefs' weapons. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. I mean, that's easier said than done, but that need those three men need to be contained. Number two, take advantage of the Chiefs' offensive tackles. They're mm-hmm. without two of their starting offensive tackles, as I mentioned earlier. Three, uh, limit takeovers. Now, the Bucks, despite winning in Green Bay, they almost lost that game due to turnovers, and you they can't do that with the Chiefs, so they've got to avoid turnovers, limit turnovers. Four, use Antonio Brown... Hopefully he's healthy to take the pressure off of Godwin and open up more offensive opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now, according to uh, Bruce Arians, he was practicing this week, so and that he looked good. So fingers crossed. Uh, he also has Super Bowl experience. Yeah, Antonio Brown. That's yep. So I think having and just having that other offensive weapon for Tom Brady, it takes the pressure off the other guys.
0: If if he can if he can participate not participate but if he can get in. Into the game flow, I, I, I agree with you. I think he could be a little bit of a difference maker for the Bucks. And let's
1: face it, Antonio Brown, huge ego, he loves the spotlight. How much would he love to win a Super Bowl?
0: It would be after everything such that a happened, a slam in the face to so many people. <laughs> it really would. It would be really incredible. I, I, I agree that I think Antonio Brown, because um, that that's where I've sort of been on the fence with the Buccaneers and you know picking them to win games these big games is that if Antonio Brown is involved and he doesn't necessarily have to catch the ball a lot, but if he draws the defense and he's such a threat when he gets the ball in the open field, even now without playing, you know, for, for how long he's an incredible receiver. So if he gets the ball in the open field and can get a step on a defender, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So he draws defenders and that if that can open up, the rest of the defenders and if, if Tampa Bay has a little bit of a running game I I think it could be close. I still don't see I don't see the the Mahomes Hill Kelsey, I don't see that being stopped Oh, no, no. You're not going to stop
1: it, <laughs> but maybe try and contain it. <laughs> you can try
0: to contain it all you want. I still think Kelsey's going to get over 100 yards. I think Tyree Hill is going to get over 100 yards. I, I think the Chiefs are gonna win, I think it's maybe gonna be I think it's gonna be ten or under. That's my that's my prediction.
1: I have five things that I I wrote down about what I think the Chiefs need to do to win. Let's do it. Number one with
0: Antonio Brown for sure.
1: (laughs) Chiefs need to pressure Brady early and often. So Mm -hmm. they need to start the game pressuring him and they need to keep pressuring him. And their defense can do that. I mean
0: the Tampa Bay, they have a good O line, but I think the Chiefs defensive line is a little bit stronger they're a little quicker i think. yeah i
1: i've not been too quicker. impressed with the o-line at tampa bay yeah I, I mean it's definitely not the o-lines that brady has had in the past no. with the patriots
0: no not at all but i i agree that um i think if they pressure him and they rush him to pass the ball maybe not sack but make him throw to throw the ball away no, you don't have to sack rush him, him I, I think i think that that could play a collapse part. on that pocket if yeah. he gets
1: comfortable in the pocket oh he's you're screwed deadly you're screwed uh number two they need to keep mahomes out of pressure situations and off the ground like you were saying you think he's gonna get sacked i think five he's times. gonna get nailed i think that's a big thing that the chiefs need to do they need to keep
0: him <sighs> off the ground man i just don't see it i think that that defensive line for tampa bay is just so good i and i think they're gonna be so hyped up I think they're going to get through. I think they're going to get him down. I mean, the Bills got him down a couple times. They did. They they, did. I can't say that the Bills played 100%. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, Uh, yeah, no, I I, I agree with that.
1: All right, number three, uh, utilize, utilize, utilize Tyreek Hill.
0: Oh, my God. After
1: his performance two weeks ago, just keep giving him the ball. And when he played, when the Chiefs played um, the Bucks, I think, week 12, mm -hmm. Hill's numbers were insane.
0: Was that the 279 yard game or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah. He had like 100 and something in the first half. Like, yeah, ridiculous. First quarter, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just yeah. ridiculous. I think, I think you know, people talk about the best wide receiver in football, and I think you're going to see him play on Sunday, and I think it's Tyreek Hill. I, I just, I, I don't see another wide receiver that is just that much talent, I mean, even Steph- better than Stephon. I think Stephon Diggs is amazing amazing but Tyreek Hill is so good at finding that open slot and he has such a relationship with Mahomes that like they know like it may not exactly be the play that they're running but Hill will make such a move on a defender he is the
1: fastest guy I've seen
0: I, I mean he's mean, unbelievably fast I mean you talk about Antonio Brown having wheels
1: Tyreek, Hill, got gets nitro. Tyreek <laughs> Hill only needs
0: half a step on a guy and he's gone yeah you know Brown needs a step so, well, Brown's a little older. <laughs> he is a little older. He is a little older. All but, right. Yeah. No. I. I. Um. I agree. I All mean, right. if they if they give the ball a lot to to Hill, Hill and Kelsey, just a little, you know, six yard dump to Kelsey, let him power his way for a first down. Do short, you know, short outs and and maybe a couple deep balls to Hill. I think you're done. If he, well, it's, if they uh, get the, the, the deep ball going, it's over. It's the
1: holy trinity. You have Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill. You stick with your. I mean, as I say, with the Bucks, if they could contain that Trinity, then they have a shot at winning. But as you were saying, and I agree with this, that, that how do you contain that juggernaut? You
0: just can't. You can't. Uh, but you know, Tampa Bay does have an amazing defense, and they have an amazing defensive coordinator. So do a so... lot of other teams that the
1: Chiefs have played, and they've.
0: I know, I know, but I. I mean, I still think the Chiefs are going to win, but I. You know, I agree with that. Um, All right, number four. Okay. Limit
1: Brady's ability to throw the ball deep.
0: Yeah, he doesn't throw the ball deep too much anymore. But when he does... When he does, it's pretty deadly. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, and number five, avoid takeaways. (laughs) Techaways. Avoid (laughs) takeaways. Don't let the Buccaneers' defense beat you.
0: Yep. That's going to be big for this entire game, are, are the turnovers, I think. I think that could potentially be the difference in this game is turnovers i think if whichever team has least amount of turnovers it's going to be close i still think the chiefs are going to win well
1: but. <laughs> here's what i mean i know i said that this game i think this game is about mahomes and brady but i think it's going to be won by spagnolia bowls but you look at the numbers from week 12 when they met mahomes and brady combined to throw for 807 Mm -hmm. yards, and six touchdowns.
0: They are both over 400, weren't they?
1: Nope. Each team's star-wide receiver had a multi-touchdown game. uh, As Tampa Bay's Mike Evans scored twice late after Kansas City Tyreek Hill racked up an unreal 269 receiving yards and three touchdowns.
0: 269. I was so close. 279.
1: (laughs) On the way to a 27-24 Chiefs win. So, I, I mean if that is the outcome to the Super Bowl let's say the Chiefs win by three I'll be happy because that'll make it an interesting Super Bowl that's really I think so honestly that's really what I'm looking for is I, I just want to want a
0: good game I want
1: a good game
0: if it has a lot of offense that's a bonus I just want a good game
1: I feel like too that this Super Bowl having Tom Brady in the Super Bowl is is sort of what we need right now I, I mean he's sort of uh, like comfort food, so to speak. (laughs) You know that like when you eat comfort food, like let's say when you eat that bowl of macaroni and cheese, you know it's going to satisfy you. It's going to perform well. Tom Brady, he's like that mac and cheese. He's going to go out there. He's going to perform well. He's going to give you a good game. And I think it's something that we need.
0: Something that we're all very used to seeing. I know a lot of people are tired of seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but let's be honest. I do like seeing him in a Super Bowl, not in a Patriots uniform.
1: Well, and they're the underdogs. I mean, nobody, they cool. came in as wild card and. and barely as a barely. wild card. And I mean, let, let's face it. Let's look at Tampa Bay as a franchise. <laughs> I mean, what they won a Super Bowl in 2005 with Gruden. Yeah. yeah. And that was it.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I know do. there's. Um,
1: I'm looking forward to there's going to be a uh, Eli and Peyton Manning commercial. I, oh, that'll I, be I fun. I haven't, Manning, anything, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard. I do about enjoy the, the Manning brothers. I am sad though that Budweiser is not going to have the famous Clydesdales in their commercial That's this year. That's a staple. Year. I know. But do you remember when we went to St. Louis? We saw the Clydesdales. Yeah, that was that cool. Was pretty cool. And they're we saw the dalmatians. Magnificent animals. They are. <laughs> they're
0: really awesome. It was, very cool. It was I, very cool. I
1: I just feel like though. Um, Hopefully I feel like what we need right now is a good football game because unfortunately a lot of us aren't able you know we're not able to have the big Super Bowl parties uh we're not able to go out and celebrate you know they they want us to stay home with our pack and watch the game at home I know lots of people are still making the really good Super Bowl food and they're still going to have a good time so I think what we need is a good game and I think with this matchup, we're going to get it. I'm hoping.
0: <laughs> I think we're going to get it. I do. I think we're going to get I think we're going to get a good game. I agree. It's nice um we have our quarantine friends that um is well, well friend, friend is going to come <laughs> over and her husband who usually is a quarantine person is out in Colorado, but um we'll be live streaming him in (laughs) yeah it'll be fun and we'll just hold up the chicken fingers in front of him and say oh you can't have any yeah and I think
1: they don't they come with like national hot sauce oh
0: yeah they come with all sorts of good stuff I'm pretty excited oh yeah how are we we not eating
1: them tomorrow I don't
0: know I don't know so we have to be really good (laughs) my other prediction that I wanted to mention Gronkowski scores a touchdown I I can I agree with that. I think Gronk is going to score a touchdown. I think it's going to be. I think this is it for him for the NFL. I felt like he, I mean, he played fine. He did well, but I feel like he got a little beat up. Like I think he's not hurt, but yeah,
1: but I think he, might he be started, ready to, started off <laughs> slow. Well, yeah, I mean, because he
0: hadn't played.
1: Yeah, and it was a new system. But I feel like as the season went on, we saw flashes of the oh, old Gronk. Oh, of
0: the old Gronk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I do wonder if this is it for him. I,
1: I would like to see him continue because I love his personality. Oh. I, I mean, he's like the 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 dumb guy down the street who you watch <laughs> football know. games with. Like And, he's totally and, and drink not. beer with. He's
0: totally not. No, he's no, a no, great no. Guy. No
1: no disrespect to Gronk, but he just he's seems a like a, a fun guy, you know, that you would want to hang out with on the couch and have a couple beers and watch some football.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So do
1: you think How much longer do you think Tom Brady's gonna play?
0: Three more years. You
1: think three more years? He's forty-three. He has said he wants to play till he's forty-five.
0: I think. Well, I think he's gonna play two more seasons. I think. So, I guess that's two more years. I guess. So next season and the season after. Maybe. Maybe he'll try one more. I I
1: don't see it. You know. You know what though? I I don't know. I could see Tom Brady going into coaching.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: I think he's got quite the brain for football.
0: Yep, um, I could see that.
1: Now, what's interesting, I think, also, is it, it's kind of nice. I know you relish this as a Bills fan, to see that it's not the Patriot way that caused them to be successful. Uh, oh, it yes. Was,
0: it's the Tom Brady way. It's the Tom Brady way. Yep.
1: And you can argue that the Tom Brady way is the Patriot way. It's,
0: But that's not... It's. The Patriot way was always considered the Bill Belichick way. Yeah, and I, that obviously isn't working. I mean, Cam Newton was an experiment. I get it. That Cam but, Newton
1: was a seat filler.
0: He, yeah, it was an experiment because it was really, you know, it was he was either going to be great or he was going to do what he did, and he did what he did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he could have been great. He really could have been. And it could have worked. Well, I just he don't think he was right for that system. For that he system. throw
1: the football uh, the opposite side of the field.
0: Yeah, exactly. He always throws to the left. <laughs> um, but continuing on with Super Bowls, do you want to talk about your uh, top most memorable Super Bowls?
1: Well, uh, I have two. Um, okay. I, are, I think are two of the best Super Bowls. I'm not saying that they are the best. In my opinion, they're the best. Um. So obviously, we all know since I'm a Giants fan, <laughs> what what those Super Bowls are going to be. But I think uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl 42, New York Giants 17, New England Patriots 14. This was the what
0: year. Was that was that seven? Two thousand seven. Forty two.
1: Yeah, it was forty
0: two. That wasn't when they were sixteen and zero, was it? Yeah, I'm gonna
1: get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jumping the gun again. You're, I jumped the gum er, gun earlier, so it's okay.
0: Um,
1: so this was the undefeated Patriots. They strolled into this game as massive favorites. The Giants were complete underdogs until the Giants provided the formula to beat Tom Brady: pressure with a four-man front. Uh, you know, also there aren't any more technically perfect or athletic catch and throws than that helmet catch. That was made. David Tyree. David Tyree. Uh, It was miraculous. It was a mini Hail Mary with Eli Manning scrambling to avoid pressure, followed by David Tyree pinning the ball to his helmet as he fell to the ground. Stuff of legends. So the Giants figured out how to beat Tom Brady. You have that miraculous catch at the end of the game. To me, it gives my definition of a great Super Bowl is one that's close. One where you have drama where you have a little bit of miracle. (laughs) Uh, And I always like to see the underdog give it a go. I, I am not a big fan of the dominant teams like the undefeated Patriots in that year strolling in and rolling over the hapless Giants. Like, I like to see some drama. I like to see even a miracle. So to me, those elements... Give you a good Super Bowl, so that to me, that's why I pick that one as one of my best Super Bowls. The second one I picked, and you may not talk to me after this one, <laughs> is it's gotta uh, be the Bills. And the Super Giants, Bowl right? twenty-five, the New York Giants twenty, the Buffalo Bills nineteen. This was an incredible game be to- between two great teams, which went back and forth. And the game ultimately came down to Scott Norwood's foot. The Bills Mm -hmm. kicker attempted the longest grass kick of his career, 47 yards. And as we all know, it pushed wide right. Yep. That game went down to the wire. I remember watching that game with my mom in our basement rec room area. Has a low ceiling. My mom and I both had pillows over our faces. And when we heard those magic words, wide right, we both were jumping up and down. And I I do believe we put some dents in the ceiling. So to me, that makes a great Super Bowl. (laughs) Well,
0: that does make a great Super Bowl for you. It does. (laughs) Absolutely. So those are be- those are
1: my two picks for my, I, I mean, not the greatest, but I, I mean, I'd have to rephrase it and say my two favorite Super Bowls. Now, uh, there's a lot of a lot of pundits that are saying that this Super Bowl is going to be one of the greatest. It hasn't been played yet. I know. I don't know how you can do that. It. Ha- I mean, like, don't they say yeah. that every year, though? This is going to be the best
0: Super Bowl ever. The best Super Bowl. Ever.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's advertising, but, uh, you know, I was reading, you know, flipping through the sports news and whatnot and reading stuff about this Super Bowl coming up. And I saw maybe three or four sports journalists saying that this is going to be one of the greatest Super Bowls ever.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. 51 to me with the falcons blew that 25 point deficit and the game went into (laughs) overtime and the patriots won that has to be one of the ones that um is one of the most memorable super bowls for sure that comeback by the patriots was i still remember watching that and we were with friends and they wanted to turn it off and we're like no let's leave it on holy crow good thing we did because that, yeah, I was like, it is Tom Brady. Let's not forget, it's Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> Can I just tell you, I felt so bad for the Falcons in that game. I mean, it looked like it was a sure thing. I mean, Matt Ryan just looked defeated. And do you know that they
0: have not been the same?
1: Matt Ryan hasn't been the same since that loss.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. No, I I, I, I agree with that. I think Super Bowl uh, twenty three, when the Niners beat the Bengals. I mean that was a long time ago but that was the John Taylor last second catch in the corner of the end or he he caught the ball he turned and ran and he just got it over the pylon and uh the 49ers won. that was that was a good one
1: it's also the last
0: time the Bengals were good yes so <laughs> no, I don't yes, know yes <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> um let's see what other ones i mean that you the eagles beating the patriots was pretty damn sweet Uh, as much as it's not you know we're not eagles fans. i have to admit
1: that game was on my radar in coming up with the two of my favorite super bowls because i at the time hated both teams i still hate both teams but as a giants fan i really hate the eagles and eagles fans in particular (laughs) and um I was getting tired of listening to all the Eagles fans because, no offense, but they're the worst. They are the worst. The city of Philadelphia is the worst. Oh, God. Here we go. Anyway, (laughs) um, I did not want to see the Eagles win because their fans are the worst. And also, the only team, NFC team, to have beat the Patriots was the Giants. To beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, the Giants. And I didn't want to see the Eagles honing on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. But at least it's an NFC East team. But But I I
1: couldn't do it. There's no way I was rooting for the (laughs) Eagles. Uh,
0: I I did. I Uh, know, I remember. My (laughs) other one is, um, let's see, Super Bowl Forty Nine, when the Patriots beat the Seahawks with the interception and they didn't hand the ball off. yes. that was a good one seahawks blew it i mean that was a really good game as well i remember that Um, that was what about the one with the uh was it the titans where the guy was reaching for the end zone and just came up like a yard short that would have won the game that was another good one i was way back well way back
1: as i said these were my
0: two favorites i like it yeah well let's you know let's hope for a fun game on Sunday. Let's hope the commercials are good. If you guys get bored, just turn over to Animal Planet, watch the Puppy Bowl. Yes, uh, that'll be some, pretty exciting. Very actually, which pies.
1: which is kind of exciting is that some of the dogs that are in the Puppy Bowl are coming from a rescue that
0: we transport. We for. transport
1: for. So we dogs. didn't. Tra- I don't think we transported any of these dogs. I don't but, know. We'll
0: find out. Uh,
1: uh, to that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, I'm pretty excited. And if about you that, want that. to adopt a dog, Dawes. Really good organization. Yep. Danbury, Connecticut. Danbury, Connecticut. Yep. Check them out on the internet.
0: <laughs> um, let's move on to a little more NFL news and the big trade that happened this past week with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff and a crap ton of picks. And well, Before that,
1: though, can I mention one other thing about the Super Bowl? No. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> What's up? So do you remember Mattress Mac he is the Houston area uh, um, mattress king. King, okay. Who likes to put extravagant bets on games. Oh, yes. Remember he put a huge bet on the Astros yep. winning the World Series and the Devil Rays beat that. He Astros. put something
0: on the Bucks getting to the Super Bowl, didn't he?
1: Yes, yeah, so the Super Bowl is annually probably the biggest betting day of the year. And mattress store owner Jim... Mac and vale, also known as Mattress Mac, uh, placed a $3.46 million bet on the Buccaneers at 3.5 points on the DraftKings mobile app.
0: To win the Super Bowl. To win
1: the Super Bowl. So he, Mattress Mac made the wager through DraftKings while at an airport in Colorado. <laughs> and he explained a big reason he is staking his money on the Bucs instead of the Chiefs is because of how rare it is for an NFL team to win two consecutive Super Bowls. So if he put three point four six million, that's and it's three point five. Oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Well,
0: well, I guess he can afford it.
1: Uh, wouldn't that be fun though to have that much money that you could just be in an airport in Colorado, pull up the DraftKings app, and say, say "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put a three point five million dollar bet on the Bucks. Why not?" Should have
0: gotten in on the GameStop stuff. Well, that's yeah. Whole other but yeah, stuff. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Well, let's see if he wins.
1: Well, he has not. He hasn't had good luck in the past. Okay. Well, he's. I out. mean, he didn't lose the Houston He lost the Houston one. The and Astros. he's out three and a half. Um, but he also runs a deal during Super Bowl. That I think something about buying mattresses that. He will probably make up for any losses he occurs. Yes. yes. He does deals about selling mattresses and. Um, so he'll probably make up that money still it would be fun to have that kind of money that you could just throw in bets
0: yep absolutely just fine. but whatever yeah i'll stick good. to my
1: five dollar bets <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the coin toss yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey you won last year on the coin toss I know. you got a
0: 50 50 chance those are my kind of bets well I like that
1: uh, yeah and i mean
0: yeah <laughs> I, I picked tails this year, just so everybody knows. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Matt Stafford and Jared Goff <laughs> talking about flipping a coin.
1: Basically, the Rams paid the Lions to take Goff. The Lions are getting paid, paid getting paid in picks to take Goff's contract. Now, here's something crazy: the Rams, their last first round pick in the draft, Jared was Goff. 2016. It was Jared, Jared Goff, Goff, and they traded picks future picks to get him mm-hmm. in that draft mm-hmm. they have now traded away more first round picks two first round
0: one third round
1: so they will not have a first round pick until at least 2024 so in eight years they have not they will not have a first round pick
0: eight years yeah 2016 oh God, to 2024 to 2024 incredible i mean how do you how do you build a team like this
1: in my opinion this is a huge price to pay for a 33 year old quarterback who's coming off not one of his best seasons (laughs) he's been banged up the past two years and the lions are getting two first rounders a third round and Oddly enough, it feels like Jared Goff was a throw-in in that trade. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's really a bizarre trade to me. Um, if anything, this is an opportunity for Matt Stafford to actually shine, but it's going to be interesting to see if he can. I mean, don't get me wrong. I Matt Stafford has been my fantasy quarterback. He was for a, a number of He's years. He's always good in fantasy, He won yes. me two fantasy championships. The guy's good, but... Is he two first-round picks, Jared Goff, who's 26 years old, and a third-round pick good?
1: I mean, as I said, he's 33. He's had two banged-up past seasons. Statistically, he's an upgrade over Goff. But can he be I, successful I under McVay in
0: L.A.? I don't see him being an upgrade over Goff. I just don't. I mean, statistically, he is. You no, know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think Stafford fits in this system either. Like Now,
1: here's interesting. Sean McVeigh has used Goff as an excuse for that team's postseason failure, but he no longer can use that excuse.
0: Jared Goff had a busted thumb and shouldn't have even been playing. Well, <sighs> I mean, he he was what? six not even six weeks four weeks out of surgery
1: no and he was like 12 days out of surgery oh god it was yeah. only it
0: was that short yes yeah. nice. so that oh come on
1: i mean Jared Goff was selected number one pick in 2016 uh they made a lot of bold flashy moves you know they traded for brandon Cooks jalen ramsey mm-hmm. uh to build to surround him with stars mm-hmm. and they built a super Bowl team in 2018
0: and they they went there uh
1: now if you look at Goff's numbers, I know he had uh, his twenty twenty was pretty bad. Uh he finished with three thousand nine hundred fifty two passing yards, twenty touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. Who the hell did he have to throw to? Wasn't Cup hurt? Cooper? It, Cooper Cup was hurt. Uh his seven point two yards per attempt was more than a full yard lower than his breakout twenty eighteen campaign. That's still not horrible. Uh, but I I mean I think I agree. He didn't have guys, didn't quite have guys he to didn't, throw to. No, he didn't. But if you look at his overall numbers with L.A., uh, he finished his career there with a 42-27 record as a starter, passed for 18,000-plus yards, 107 touchdowns. He was 3-3 and in playoff games. I, I don't think... I feel like they're making him out to be the sole reason why
0: they haven't succeeded in the postseason. So the Eagles, it's so funny because this is such a similar thing with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Yes. And it's just that the Eagles fired Peterson instead of trading Wentz. I, I, I yeah, mean, but Sean really, McVay. Sean McVay is, pro- well, <laughs> Doug Peterson has proven himself. Yeah,
1: but McVay, who's... He's already has like a coaching tree at 35. Like he's got guys that are that he had as coaches that are now head coaches. Like and he's 35 years old.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. And
1: I wonder if Goff couldn't make it under McVay, is that Goff or is that McVay?
0: I just think it's a difference of it's just a clash and one of them needed to move and the Rams moved Goff. But I think what they got, I mean don't get me wrong, I, like I said I love Matt Stafford. I've always felt really bad for him because I feel like he's a, he's a very good quarterback. I just don't think that the Rams are the right fit. I, I don't think they're he the is, right fit for his style.
1: I mean, he he owns a home in Southern California. I was he's reading. He's best friends with Clayton Kershaw. He's best friends with Clayton Kershaw.
0: Um, he's 33. Does he play out his career in LA?
1: But does it? I wonder, does the Stafford experiment work?
0: I don't think LA? it's going to. I don't think it's the right fit. Like I, I could have seen him in Chicago, I could have seen him in Indianapolis. Um I don't know if I could have seen him in well, Denver or the Jets, but not even Houston. I, there should, were
1: reports that Stafford was real picky about teams he would be traded to. Like, I See know I don't get he all that. said that he absolutely would not want to go to the Patriots. He said, in no way should you send me to the Patriots. Um, and I know that he was picky with some other teams. Um, the Rams were his number one team that yeah, he wanted it, to go to. You
0: know what? It is it is what it is. The Rams gave up a lot for and, a 33-year-old and, and when they, quarterback. When they That's the bottom to, line.
1: Well, and here's the thing. When they talked to, to McVay, he said it's about winning Super Bowl now. So they're not even thinking of the
0: future. Well, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. I don't see it. And here's the thing.
1: How can they win a Super I mean, they have to think about the Super Bowl now because they don't have a future. How are they going to build that team? Your superstars
0: would have taken him to a Super Bowl.
1: Your superstars are going to get old, and you don't have a first-round pick until 2024.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tyler Higby, Keenan Allen, right? I mean, Cooper Cup's young. But Cooper I feel like he's you. he's injury prone. I feel like he's a little bit injury prone. I just I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't see it. I don't agree with it. You know what? As I always say, prove me wrong. That's that's fine. You know, I like to. I, I think I have no problem with that. But I I don't see it. I I think your big loser in this
1: trade was Jared Goff because I've read reports that he was like sideswiped by this. That blindsided. he did, Yeah, that he didn't even know. Um, and you're sending a guy to a team that's in a complete tear down rebuild <laughs> oh, <God>. mode. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: a cluster in Detroit. I mean, they've and got Houston.
1: a new head coach. Um, you know, they now are armed with a bunch of picks. Uh, you know, they really want to rebuild. And I think Jared Goff is just going to be the place setter until they find their quarterback in the draft or whatnot. Um you know, I, I feel like he's the big loser in this. I mean, although, how could he be a big loser? He still got his, like, $110 million contract. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think uh, the Atlanta Falcons running back, Todd Gurley, he mm-hmm. used to play for L.A. Uh, he was on the NFL Network yesterday, and, you know, he, he expects to see his former teammate rebound. Oh, he's definitely going to rebound. <clears throat> Uh, go- no a girl said, you know, he's happy Goff will be able to go somewhere, and hopefully these guys welcome him with open arms and not be, not just not be judgmental and just let him play. I think they will. So uh,
0: I think they will I, in Detroit. I, I, They're I th- trying to change the attitude in Detroit. I, I, Jared Goff's going to be fine. I think he's fine in Detroit. It's the, Matt Stafford going to the Rams, and that system, it just doesn't make sense to me but again you know prove me wrong i mean it, the other piece of this is how does this impact deshaun watson and where he's gonna go and how does this impact does this have any impact on carson wentz yeah i
1: well,
0: mean carson that, that's wentz is, be is not leaving philly we they, don't know that they fired they fired the coach I, we don't know that you i don't see still that. like eight or ten teams that are knee quarterbacks and they're going to Philly and I saying Carson won out.
1: The big prize is Deshaun Watson. Now, why didn't LA make a move for Deshaun Watson? I
0: don't think they want trouble. And I think Sean McVay and Deshaun Watson would clash to no end. I think they would clash. I think that's why they didn't go after him.
1: I'm not a huge fan of Sean McVay. I think he's got way too big of an ego. I mm-hmm. think he's just his his personality is too big for a coach. Um, at 35. At 35 years old. I mean, I was not impressed with the Rams when they played um, Green Bay.
0: Oh, this year I-, I wasn't impressed with the Rams. No, a- at all.
1: I-, I mean, you know, he's always portrayed as the Wonder Kid, Sean McVay, uh, the Golden Boy, and I'm just not seeing it. Uh, you know, again, prove me wrong, but yep, I don't see it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see this whole thing. But you know what? Let's see how it plays out. Um, the Cam Newton experiment didn't really work. i Remember, we were all like, "What the hell is he going to the Patriots for?" Yeah, but they did,
1: what they got Cam Newton for was bargain oh, it was basement.
0: Bona. It was yeah, peanut. I
1: think the Detroit Lions are the big winner in this they one because look at all the picks they got, and they got a 26 year old quarterback that I think's better than They're average. Definitely he's, the big winner, you know. And even if he's just
0: used as a, a place sitter. Uh, they're still gonna do well. They're gonna do. They they can only go up the lines. He's, the thing is, Goff's a good leader. He's got good receivers in Detroit. He's smart. I, 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 you know what? I think he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. So the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. We've got a lot of stuff moving along and grooving, and we got the Super Bowl. So we're excited about the Super Bowl. Should we go on to our favorite sport? Sure. The NHL.
1: Well, NHL has been a little boring for us because our Devils are are not playing.
0: They're uh, doing better than I had anticipated. No, but they're not playing. Oh, oh yes, they're not playing right now. Currently in the NHL, there are forty players out, out because of on COVID. COVID. Four teams, four teams are suspended. I think through the eighth or the twelfth. I think the Devils are the sixth. The Devils are the sixth. I believe the Sabres are the eighth. Buffalo is the eighth. I think Minnesota is the twelfth because they were the most recent one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is becoming a problem. And Vegas, they're the other one, but I think they're around the sixth, eighth, tenth category. 22 games have been postponed because of these four teams. This is a problem. Well,
1: I think the NHL is realizing that because they have – made some changes to their in arena protocols. Okay. So their first major decision is removing the glass behind team benches, which will apparently allow for airflow in an area tightly packed with human bodies for the longest period of time in games. That's okay. All right. Okay. Uh, An additional change to bench area protocol. The league is asking teams to bring air cleaners for behind the benches in order to improve indoor air quality and mitigate airborne viral transmission. I don't know how this is going to help. All right, go ahead. Players and coaches will also be barred from arriving to games prior to one hour and 45 minutes before the puck drops. Okay. And all meetings oh. now will have to be conducted virtually, even if they are game day meetings.
0: Virtually? Okay, That that's good. Well, does uh, it really matter? But finally,
1: teams will be asked to create and use additional locker space for themselves and opponents. While social distancing can't happen on the bench or on the ice, the goal is to have six feet of space between players in the locker rooms. Teams have a deadline of one week to tell the league how they plan to accomplish
0: this. All right, and it was
1: Colorado that had the COVID case.
0: Colorado? Yes. So here's my, here's my issue with all of this. You're sitting on a tight hockey bench for three 20-minute periods. Mm-hmm. How is removing the glass behind the bench? It's going to allow for more airflow according to the NHL. How is <laughs> instead of being in like
1: a glass box,
0: <laughs> how is showing up out you know no more than an hour and 45 minutes before puck drop going to help because these well, guys it, it does not matter. It's 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 it, you're right next to these people. You're right next well, to these I people. I think that one is
1: to prevent players from
0: socializing with
1: other teams players
0: okay all right okay so that's fine that's fine okay sort of I guess um, yeah I I don't know they're sitting right next to each other on a bench there's sweat there's well, fighting. they there's... also
1: they want to add uh, what did I say uh, air cleaners
0: that's not gonna do squat in a hockey arena I mean anybody that's been down by the benches in a hockey arena. oh my god with or without the glass. Do you remember we went to that
1: minor league hockey game in Trenton, and I got us seats right behind the bench? She thought it was
0: really smart to get like right behind the bench seats. The smell was so bad in the second period, we had to move. Oh, my God. It was horrific. Yeah. This is why I'm glad I don't have kids, because (laughs) if they wanted to play hockey we'd have to deal with that equipment. I don't know fine. how hockey parents do it. was fine the it. first
1: period. Well, but yeah. then when they came back after oh, the first uh, intermission for the second period, a wave of young male BO just overcame us. Yeah, it was, us. Really, that it was, was really rough. I don't so, know how
0: hockey parents do I admire hockey parents. Maybe it'll
1: be better, you know, that the the bacteria and viruses will be able to cleaned by the air cleansers and be able to flow better. You are way know. more optimistic than I am because,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I've played a lot of sports in my life. And hockey, you are right next to each other. You're on top of each other. I, I just, I, whatever.
1: Now, what's interesting about this is that, so since Tuesday on Tuesday the NHL announced that the Sabres are postponing their season until February 8th due to COVID, Uh, Because two players have entered the COVID protocols. One of them being Taylor Hall. Interesting. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but Taylor Hall used to play for the Devils. Mm -hmm. So was there some socializing going on Mm
0: -hmm. before the game? That's what I wonder. Uh,
1: So they're going to... NHL is going to be analyzing the test results for the next few days. Uh, The Sabres are placing the blame... On the Devils, they believe playing the New Jersey Devils is to blame for their shutdown. They believe there was a transmission on the ice of COVID nineteen.
0: Well, if there's a transmission on the ice, the whole season then needs to be postponed because it, you're not going to stop it on the ice, just like you're not going to stop it on the bench. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't. Well, the Sabers went oh, to on. the NHL Players Association
1: and Did Miles went ahead on ahead of the game with the Devils. With their concerns regarding play and the COVID-19 issues in the league. Because I think there were devils on the COVID-19 protocol before that game. There were. And so the Sabres before that game went to the Players Association with their concerns.
0: Well, look, here's the bottom line. I hope we get the whole season in. I'm starting to get a little concerned. I hope we don't have to go to a bubble format like the NBA did or like they did for the playoffs.
1: But if I look at it this way, if football can get a season in, why not hockey? I agree. I mean, three quarters of the Devils team is on the COVID list. Uh, Blackwood's back, which is oh, good. that's our, good goalie. our goalie. That's good. Um, which might make it interesting because I was reading about some of the young talent that could we could see play, no, which would be pretty good. cool. Some That'd be pretty cool. Some of the draft uh, recent draft picks the Devils have gotten that would be good. I don't think it's cool that the Sabers are blaming the Devils, so to speak. I don't know. Uh,
0: that's it's not a blame game nobody should be pointing fingers at anybody and they are and that's it, the bottom line you read
1: some of the the Sabres fan sites just get and out
0: there and try to play the game and be smart about it the fans are are pretty nasty about it well they can be nasty they're the Sabres they suck I mean they're bad they've been bad they're good this year unfortunately and it we're does not. look suspicious though it was Taylor Hall I just I don't know I'm sure he was hanging out with people I I'm sure of it you know what it, it it happens like get over it
1: so uh, here's hoping uh, i think we might see uh, you know a lot of uh, games pushed in together because you yeah, know yeah. they're gonna have to really do some schedule shuffling uh
0: you 22 know 22 uh, games 22 postponed. games that's a lot of games that's a lot of games i look at, at one time you know
1: in talking about the bench i think the nhl is the only sport where the guys are all crammed in together like you look at the yeah. NBA. And they've yeah. got guys separated, six feet, spread I know. out. I don't you look know at what they college basketball, same thing. You, I mean, but you, how do you do it with guys rotating in you and can't. out off the ice? You can't do it. You can't. So I don't know how that could be fixed. I mean, I guess what the NHL is trying to do with the air purifiers and the taking away that glass window. And I mean, they're trying, but... You can't have them sitting up in the stands Could you see a guy tripping down the (laughs) (laughs) the stairway to get to the ice. Yeah, I I don't
0: know. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. But I mean, the good thing about it is that we've got the Canadian division. And I think anyone that I've talked to that's a hockey fan has said that the Canadian division is the best division in hockey right now because they all hate each other. Well, and should should a the lot North of physical... Division stick around? I think after it should. This weird I think season. it would be awesome. I say absolutely yes. I think it's uh I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, what I do like too about this uh the the realignment is that you know we could really see some very cool Stanley Cup championships if we get that far. <laughs> like we could see Boston-Toronto. We could see Toronto Islanders, Colorado, Edmonton. Like, we could see some really, really cool matchups that we would never, ever see in a Stanley Cup. Well, what um, I love about this North Division is that you're reigniting
1: some of these rivalries, which are intense. Awesome. And we're getting some new rivalries.
0: Awesome. I mean, that's like the only games I want to watch. Not
1: surprising. Uh, Montreal and Toronto are your cream of the crop of that league right now out of the gate. I mean. Oh, well, they're both, they're both really good. But I mean, think of a battle between Montreal and Toronto for tops in the division.
0: I know. I know. The Canadian league is amazing. It's Uh, amazing. I love it. I
1: mean, think about it. (laughs) Montreal and Toronto are two original six teams with arguably the biggest and most passionate hockey markets going to head to head in a fierce battle all season long. It's like Edmonton and Calgary. That's entertainment. Edmonton but, and Calgary. But as I said, Toronto and Montreal, original 6. Yeah, so no. rivalry has been around for a long time. I feel you, I I I I like the
0: alignment. I mean, the I, battle I, I, of I
1: mean, the battle of Alberta, that's going to have some bloodshed.
0: <laughs> what I don't quite get Minnesota's out like sort of in the west, like I get it. They're probably just not enough central teams and Minnesota If you look at the alignment, probably would have gone up to Canada if the border was open, yeah. but um you know, it's a shame that some of the teams I think are getting screwed, like the the Eastern or Northern Conference, whatever. Are the Devils are in Eastern? Eastern. I guess right. Yeah. I mean that would make sense. You got Boston. You have the Rangers. You have the Islanders, Flyers. You have the Flyers. You got the Devils. Washington. Buffalo. Buffalo. That one makes sense, like logistically. But I, I get it. Like you got Minnesota. The West one makes <laughs> sense. And you got Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I I get it. Like Minnesota, St. Louis you know there's Colorado in there so it's a little bit of a longer gap but the only I mean, Canadian uh, league I'm just so excited about the Well Canadian and, and
1: the, only, the only the only team that is is not up to par in the the north division are, are is uh, Ottawa but, you know, the Senators, they stink. But, I mean, doesn't... Well, they've lost everybody. I mean, doesn't every family have a kid that they just ignore? Yeah, There's Ottawa. a relative you You're ignore. Right. Actually,
0: that was the one team that, when I was running through the Canadian division, didn't even pop into my head. Winnipeg, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal.
1: yeah but oh, i mean ottawa yeah ottawa every family has sorry, that ottawa. relative great, that great province i love
0: it. is the black sheep. nobody a cares province. about ottawa's sorry
1: ottawa but yeah I, I just think that the the north is just fun as hell
0: i, I mean it's fun it's fun I, I
1: find myself watching a majority of those games mm-hmm.
0: they're and all also, really good I, I mean
1: also too because my devils aren't playing but and we have the NHL season ticket, so I've been watching a lot of the North Division.
0: It's really fun.
1: I, I mean, I yeah, I, I just it's love, a lot of fun. And I, I, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like Toronto. I'm not a Montreal fan, but I think the two of them battling it out for first place in the North is going to be a great storyline.
0: When do they play? That would be fun. You might have to get some popcorn for that game. <laughs> that would be and a you, fun you game. never
1: go wrong with Edmonton, Calgary, never they hate
0: each other and vancouver bring vancouver winnipeg's always strong
1: and winnipeg just had a a pretty blockbuster trade um the other day
0: so i'll I'll tell you it's um uh the first uh battle of alberta is uh saturday oilers flames i know what we're doing baby a whole three and a half hours between the two um, NHL. Do we have anything else we want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, so with there's
1: the NHL? a new power rankings came out. Oh, fun! And so the Montreal Canadiens—they just keep scoring goals and surging Ugh. up the NHL Super Sixteen power God, rankings. They're so good. The Canadiens lead the NHL with 4.4 goals per game. They've moved up two spots to number two this week. They were ranked number eight two weeks ago and number fifteen in the preseason. Super they're so Sixteen. So good.
0: They're we, big, we just, fast, good. Oh. We just
1: watched them now. Granted, they were playing Ottawa, but they're big, they're fast,
0: and they make it look easy. And that's when you know a team's good.
1: So the Tampa Bay Lightning moved up to retake the top spot in the Super Sixteen from the Golden Knights, who didn't play, and they dropped down to two spots to number three. Uh, Tampa Bay, they got Steven Stamkos. He in eight games. Uh, he scored four goals, three on the power play. Uh, he let's see, his power play goal uh, against the Predators Monday was his 301st power play
0: goal. Jesus!
1: Uh, putting him first in Lightning history, one ahead of forward Martin St. Louis, who's who
0: was, was a legend in, in of himself. Yeah. Tampa
1: Bay is still rolling on. Uh, they,
0: they were my pick you know they said
1: number two the canadians who nobody picked you've got uh tyler to who leads the nhl with Toffoli's nine goals amazing eight and five games against the vancouver canucks the team he played for at the end of last season
0: yeah he, he was an incredible grab
1: well he his career with the canucks was nothing he's gonna no. come out of nowhere i you know
0: sure. whatever hey Sometimes you just so, got to get in right mix. He scored two in a
1: five-three win against Vancouver on Tuesday for his third multi-goal game of the season. The Canadians are four-zero and one with twenty-eight goals against the Canucks and have scored at least five goals in each game. Wow!
0: So he has three multi-game, multi-goal, mm-hmm. yes, games this season. Wow, that's that's a lot. We haven't played a lot of games yet. I mean, does Montreal keep it up? Does Tyler Toffoli keep it up? I think so. Who knows? I, I mean, I think Montreal, I, because that division is so strong, can anybody beat a Canadian division team? <laughs> yeah, right? but when's the last time Canada won the Cup? Well, wouldn't this be fitting? <laughs> they can't come across the border they're going to win the damn Cup. <laughs> uh, so number three
1: is your Vegas Golden Knights. They dropped two spots. Um this doesn't seem
0: quite right.
1: Well, they, it, it's purely because they haven't played since January I know, twenty-six. it doesn't seem quite right. Uh, they had three games postponed because three coaches and defenseman Alex Petrangelo were being isolated in connection with COVID 19 protocol. So they are scheduled to host the Kings on Friday. Okay. Number four, the Washington Capitals. The Capitals had a nine game point streak, their best start to a season. Uh, they lost Monday to the Bruins after blowing a 3 0 lead. Um, I know that uh, Zedano Chara sc- scored his first goal. As, as a cap? cap.
0: Awesome. Against so, the Bruins.
1: I think it was against the Bruins. Wow. Yeah. So and number Isn't f- that
0: nice and fitting? <laughs> he should have never gotten rid no, of No, he
1: him. should have been able to retire as a Bruin. I agree. He That's played, what, whole... 13 seasons there? Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. Number five is another big surprise, along with the Montreal Canadiens. Devils. Dallas Stars. Oh. The Devils. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey i'm dallas stars were also one of my uh my picks there i didn't see
1: it man but the stars are good joe pavelski pavelski can't talk today has <laughs> scored 14 points wow. seven goals seven assists including five power play goals he scored That's a point point five too. straight games to start the season before mm-hmm. he didn't get any on a loss to the hurricanes on sunday but after that he followed by scoring four points Two goals, two assists, and a 6-3 win against the Blue Jackets on Tuesday. I did not see the Dallas Stars. I did. All I right. Let's see if they can keep it going. I don't think they can.
0: Tampa Bay, Dallas, Colorado, and Montreal. They're my 4 Number my six. big four.
1: Now, my team that I picked, the Colorado Avalanche, they're down to number six, but they did move up a spot. They were at seven. Uh, they're still there. They've been without Nathan McKinnon. Yep. Um, He's back lower body injury soon right I they think? have a lengthy injured list includes goalie pavel francois forwards pierre Edouard belmar matt Calvert, and defenseman devin toes eric johnson so all of them are week to week so they have a pretty long injured list um and arguably one of the best players in hockey nathan uh mckinnon is hurt so that hurts but they did win um they won their first game without him on tuesday against the minnesota Wild.
0: It's minnesota. that doesn't say much no, but it's minnesota it's like playing ottawa
1: so those uh, those are the top six in the power rankings there's been some moving around uh, I, I mean i can't believe montreal that started off i think preseason 15
0: yeah they they were down there they and they moved there. up to
1: uh number two but uh, yeah. after watching them That's i'm good. really impressed
0: so the first uh canadians maple leafs game is on your birthday on 210 so happy birthday. My 29th yo. birthday? You're, you're 29 plus 18. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did I do my math right? I hope. <laughs> yes, 29 plus 18. <laughs> oh, wow. Look, you could, you're legal again.
1: I'm legal again.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what's
1: sad, though, is in the past, we've gone to hockey games on my birthday. I know. We've gone to Devil's Games.
0: Last year, we did the uh, fan experience where you got to high five on the players. Oh, my God. That and- was awesome we'll talk about that next week because that was really cool that was that was one
1: of the coolest things i've ever done
0: (laughs) yeah it was fun and we ate in the restaurant so which their buffet at the prudential center is and i got to hang out with the devil oh yeah you got to wave the flag to wave the flag it was an epic birthday it was epic
1: it was epic so uh, it
0: was definitely epic yeah it was and all i
1: can say is hockey players they look they're a lot bigger in person (laughs) than they are on tv yeah like, I, I they're could... Big. They're, they're big. They're big. So, guys that I thought were small on the Devils, we're not. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. So, uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, there won't be any... No going. birthday
0: celebration this year at Prudential.
1: No. But whatever. It's only a year.
0: It's only a year. We're good. So. Um, We good on NHL? Do you have anything uh, else you want to go over this week? I think yeah. the power rankings were pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't like go that. over the t- uh, the
1: all 16 uh you know i'm like that i just wanted to be over the top six are good
0: i mean uh, yeah no i really wanted to talk about dallas and montreal Montreal. i mean that's pretty epic my Um, poor
1: devils weren't even on there they're in the
0: they're in the toilet bowl yeah the toilet rankings they're doing better than i thought they're
1: fun to watch this season they are are fun to watch they are they're young aggressive very different from past seasons so uh, there's hope
0: two little major league baseball uh tidbits i want to mention trevor bauer it's down to the mets and the dodgers down to two teams mets i and the dodgers. i'm gonna
1: make a bold prediction i think he's going to the dodgers i think he is too
0: i think we're on the same page with that
1: they're gonna pay him lots of money they do they ra- have the
0: cap for it they uh, not probably not
1: room. but you know they have plenty of money to pay the taxes over the cap the penalty
0: that's true that's um, a good point
1: the thing is i love my mets but if you're a baseball player and you play in New York, you want to play for the Yankees. I mean, they're your marquee team in New York. They're
0: your marketing. It's the other I, I agree with that. I think um I think he's going to go to the Dodgers.
1: I, I think I so do. too.
0: You can't be I mean,
1: he's going to be hanging out with the celebrities in LA, warm weather. I think
0: weather. it's going to be a, b- a better fit for him because because of what you said, like, you know. Raining, I could see him at the Yankees, but not with the Mets.
1: Reigning World Series champion.
0: The other one that people are pursuing and I think I think the Mets are sort of in discussion as well is Rich Hill. Yes, I think he um, would be an excellent fit for the Mets. I think fit he'd be a Mets. nice fit for the Mets. Yeah. I, I, I would
1: uh, I would I think prefer him over Trevor Bauer.
0: I think Trevor Bauer is I'm not going to say he's overrated. That's wrong. He's not. He's not. He's very good, but I I don't I don't know if his personality would mesh well with the Mets. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Um, but, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the guy from a stone. So, um, maybe I'm just totally wrong. But um, Rich Hill, I, I like Rich Hill. He's a little, I'm he's a, little more old school. Yep, maybe that's I'm a big I like. fan.
1: I think he would fit nicely with the Mets. Yep,
0: so that that would be nice because I agree. I think Bauer's going go to go the Dodgers. I mean, Hill could go there. I, I think Toronto's pursuing Rich Hill. Toronto, man, I'm Where is you. Toronto
1: getting all this money? Because,
0: they, because they've gotten rid of um, a lot of paid out contracts and they ended up... Um, they have all these young players who are, who are their, under rookie their rookie contracts. contracts, so they have money to burn. And the burn. thing is, it's
1: now or never for Toronto because once these guys come off their rookie Which contracts, got, I think two
0: seasons they can't afford them. I think two seasons left on them, so it's this it's this year and next and next year, and then that's that's no. it. They're going to have to start to unload. Where's
1: Toronto going to play their games?
0: Are they going to go gonna back? Play in Buffalo? Play back again. to Buffalo
1: because they you can't cross the border that's yeah, why we they have may, they
0: may go buffalo again i mean that unfortunately
1: unlike the nhl there's no other canadian teams for them to play they'd be in their own their own uh division Turned first <laughs> they would be in
0: first place all year um spring training two weeks Yes. Starts in two weeks. Yep. I'm uh, excited. day is still slated for April 1st. Yeah,
1: there's no delay. There's uh, no delay ooh. as
0: of right now. Uh, some of the things that they're talking about keeping just to keep the COVID protocols down a bit uh, is the seven inning double headers, which I like that. Um, I like the seven that. Yep. Double headers. Um, the other one that they're thinking of keeping is the extra inning tiebreaker rule which I like that as well because then you're not playing 17, 18 innings. Like you don't have a chance for that. Like you might be playing oh, 12. Do you mean
1: the one where they start it, off with a guy uh, on second, second base? And first
0: base, second yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, I think it speeds up the game. I, I wasn't quite sure. Basically.
1: I'm not a big fan of it. I'm more of a traditionalist. To me, it seems like something you would do in T-ball. I
0: could, I could see that. I think it speeds up the game. I think that's, the problem that major league baseball is having is that trying to keep people's attention span to the game and by doing that it makes it pretty exciting but i mean, you're starting I mean, with two outs and a runner on second i
1: like the relaxing <laughs> cadence of a base a, a, a sunday you do. afternoon
0: baseball you game do, but i hate to tell you we're starting to be in that other bracket we're not the young bracket that they're marketing to anymore. I mean, the, you know, uh,
1: you can't argue. There's something really nice on a, a beautiful sunny day to, when to it's s- below eighty. <laughs> when it's below for eighty, the redhead to to have your big beer and your your, your hot sausage dog, sandwich, your sausage sandwich, and your big beer, and, and and spend a relaxing couple spend hours watching a, a ball game.
0: I, I agree. I, Standing I'm with up in you. the seventh
1: inning for the seventh inning stretch. I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. But I do like that extra inning. I mean, I've, I've sat through so many extra inning games in my life because I would never let my parents leave.
1: See, well, that's the problem.
0: <laughs> Got to stay to the last out. That's the problem. And, I mean, I still remember when we were in Toronto and that game went 14 innings. There was no food open. And we're starving. We'd been there for like two extra hours. You know, and it was a zero zero game. If they had these lovely tiebreaker uh extra inning rules, it would have it would have been just, fun.
1: It's like T ball. I don't like it. It reminds okay. me of T ball. I'm that's not a fine. fan. I I, like
0: I, 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 it, adds I like, l- it adds a little excitement. I do like
1: the seven inning doubleheaders. I, like I, I think that's good. I like the
0: seven inning doubleheaders. I do like that. And I mean, they're doing this so that the guys aren't together on the field for yeah. so long. But I mean, we're really screwed because if the hockey players are getting COVID, you know, Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm surprised by the hockey. I, I am surprised by mm. that.
0: I don't know what's going to end up. I thought happening. football
1: was going to be the worst.
0: <laughs> Me too. I, I did too. <laughs> but actually. is it because
1: hockey is played indoors? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really thought football was going to be the worst.
0: But opening day is still slated for April 1st. We're pretty excited about that. Yep. Um that should be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to see if Trevor Bauer and Rich Hill pick their teams um soon. I think they will. I think they're going to have to. Um I don't see either one of them holding out no until, you no. know, after spring training starts, so
1: I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys holding out because Not anymore.
0: well you saw like after um uh Springer went it yeah. was like bing, 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 bing. You saw it. Because they
1: realized that this is not the market this it, year it's to not. get the big contracts. That You're they not going to
0: get the big contract this year. It's who's, unfortunate timing. Who's
1: really hurting are the smaller market teams like uh, Colorado and, and whatnot who don't have the income to yeah. pay their stars. They don't have that
0: enormous. Um, television contract like your Yankees
1: or your Dodgers I mean Mets or Cubs yeah your small market teams are struggling like Cleveland that's why they they didn't want to get rid of Francisco Lindor but they had to yeah you know it's just he was a well-liked probably the most liked guy in uh in Cleveland yeah but it's they just couldn't afford him yeah
0: so so it'll be uh it's gonna be fun I think so um I don't think I have anything else you have anything else other than the Chiefs are gonna win (laughs) <laughs> you probably said about five times i'm gonna
1: be rooting for the bucks i do oh, think the chiefs the are gonna win uh really what i'm most excited about are my nashville hot chicken tenders and my mac and cheese um
0: and, and the cauliflower buffalo wings i'm excited about that they're good and my uh, i'm just looking salsa. at you with a
1: blank stare <laughs> and my <laughs>
0: chips and salsa i like
1: chips and salsa yeah, that's good and, uh, um the, uh,
0: chocolate peanut butter cookies
1: yeah, that's gonna be fun
0: yep Yeah, so we hope everybody enjoys the game. We thank you for listening. Definitely uh, check us out. Follow us on um, Apple Podcasts or also on Anchor at anchor.fm slash timeoutjl. We hope you all have a fantastic week and enjoy the Super Bowl. Yes. Ciao. Take care.